And welcome to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am KK the Magical. And I'm Laura the Enchanted. This is a bonus episode on the Distant Lands special Wizard City, boarded by Hannah K. Nystrom, Anna Sivertson, Iggy Craig, Maya Peterson, Alex Senwald, and Haywan Lee. In this episode of Come Along With Me, attending wizard school is excellent. This podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time, including, obviously, this latest special. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. After being doused by Uncle Gumball's dum-dum juice, the mighty dark wizard Peppermint Butler was reduced to a young child. However, he had planned for such an eventuality and laid a spell on himself to ensure that he would always strive for magical greatness. Now a teenager... Again, Pep is attending the illustrious School of Wiz Arts, but with a mystery lurking around every corner and his past self-specter literally looming over him, there's going to be some growing pains. <laughs> well, here we are again for the fourth and presumably final Distant Lands special, KK. Presumably, yes. I'm, I'm still hoping for maybe we'll get another, another batch. I know we got Fiona and Kate coming, but... What can I say? I live in perpetual hope. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you know, let's just get into it. I think they laid the groundwork for some kind of sequel with Choose Goose. Um, I thought this was more just a way to explain how he ended up in hell in Together Again. Yes, I mean, there's that too, but I think he could be a fun antagonist in a future episode. He, he could. I've always loved Choose Goose. And hey, even if he is evil, his rhymes still slap, so... <laughs> What was your favorite moment, KK? I mean, the Larry stuff. Uh, <laughs> just so good. <laughs> just keep interacting with him as if he can talk, but he's a rock. And it's left ambiguous whether or not he was, in fact, somehow communicating throughout the episode, and we as the audience just couldn't parse it, or if he literally was just a rock. <laughs> I mean, he says, I can't wait to see Spader again now that I have eyes, so. Right, right, but I don't know. He seemed to be getting around somehow without anyone carrying him. (laughs) What was your favorite part? Definitely the magical class montage. I'm a simple woman. Uh, No matter what, I'm always going to love wizard school narratives. Um, And I just, I, I always find it, it's this weird clash between the mundane and the fantastical, like, what would it look like to study these great magical powers? But it's just a classroom, and I just, it's always fun to be like, oh, cool, transfiguration, oh, astral projection, that's cool. <laughs> and all the, all the, uh, the teachers are awesome, also. Oh, the teacher designs. What, what was your favorite teacher design? Birdzard. <laughs> Birdzard. <laughs> I, uh, I think I like, um, what was it, Dr... Weaponhead, the third? Professor Weaponhead was extremely good. And then, uh, what's, um, Dimension Wizard. It's funny. 
Listen, if there's one thing I can really say for Adventure Time, I think they are amazing when it comes to fantastical people design. I'm not sure if you class it as monsters or what, but, you know, there's a lot of sh stuff that I feel like is either just, it's a bunch of humans, but they've got weird eyebrows, even in animation, or the Rick and Morty approach, which is they're a bunch of humans, but they kind of look like they have genitalia for a face. Uh, <laughs> Adventure Time kind of goes the extra mile. Yeah, it's uh, that was also a real delight is like the denizens of Wizard City are all so interesting and different. And like I'm watching the Owl House for the first time. It gives it gave me major Owl House vibes. It gave me pretty big Owl House vibes as well. And also um, Cadebra. So I haven't actually seen the TV show Amphibia, but there were a couple scenes especially where she looked very much like she was right out of that show. And I'm not sure if any of the folks who worked on this also worked on Amphibia. You know, animation is obviously a pretty small industry when you actually look at it. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was some cross-contamination there. Abracadabra is Abracadabra. so good. She's very cute. She's very cute. Um, I, I meant, really I meant the name, her. but yes, also the character. Okay, yes, the name is also good. And I like how much she looks like Abracadabra. It's cute. I know, we all kind of assumed she was going to be his kid but i like that she's his niece instead well i haven't been in time so i try to avoid watching a whole bunch of like sneak peeks and stuff mm -hmm. for things like this just because you know the episodes are only 40 minutes right so and for a regular episode they're only 11 minutes so come on it's not like if, if i watch a sneak peek i've seen a third of the episode um but so i just seeing like the pictures i was like okay are these flashbacks and it turns out that peppa and abrica daniel were friends growing up or is this going to be a kid so i wasn't sure which variant we were going to be seeing mm, yeah i'm on the facebook group so i've seen some things <laughs> i've seen some I've things seen that makes some it sound things. oh god it is a facebook group so yes i've also seen some things that's that's fair uh, follow us on Facebook, I guess, if you also want to see some things. <laughs> I really love how textured this world was. Like, every, there were so many little details. The graffiti was fantastic. Um, I tried to catch some of it, didn't it? But it was, it went a little too fast. And I couldn't quite parse it. What I did as much as I could. Okay, for, well, first of all, this isn't graffiti, but the bus that Pep Peppermint Butler is riding on is called the Oo-Boos, so it's O-O-O-B-U-U-U-S. <laughs> there were some signs around the Wizard City, and the two that I caught was, vote no on sacrificial freedom bill, and familiars, familiars have rights. <laughs> they do have rights. I will stand by that. Uh, the picnic table uh, says cafeteria serviced and maintained by New Coven Total Solutions. <laughs> there was a little nest in the coffee cup of the brew sign, which is, I mean, it's just so, like, so textured. Dense, um, maybe even. Yeah, dense. There's, like, weird rhyming graffiti all over the place. I noticed that, too. I wasn't sure what that was uh, about. Maybe, like, a, a joke about how, like, in a whole bunch of various magic systems, magic spells rhyme? Yeah, maybe. Plaid Chad the Bad Cad Lad had a sad dad. <laughs> or maybe this is what, like, Choose Goose was doing before he went Oh, hard. maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense that he would be a wizard, right? I don't think he actually was a wizard. I got the sense that he would, you know, even, sure, Wizard City, everyone's wizards, but somebody still needs to, you know, 
bring in exports and stuff. Black market lotion. Yeah. I, what? What's up with that lotion? Still got questions. I like that we um, follow up on that and definitely implies that this is being said at the same time as Obsidian, right? I think so. I think that's the implication. That's the same. Yeah, yeah it's concurrent. Which also explains why, you know, uh, Marceline and Princess Bubblegum don't show up. Yeah, I was a little bit bummed we don't see Finn just because I felt like that was Bemo. Uh, we saw line. baby Finn, Obsidian, we saw adult Finn, and then together again we saw very, old very Finn. old Finn. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little disappointing, but I don't think that detracted from the episode. Although, gonna get a little controversial. While I really like a lot of the moments in this episode, and I think it has some really great background design and all that, I don't don't think they really stick the landing with the the plot beats. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know, like, I would... At this point, I'd confidently say that it's the weakest of the four distant lands, but I also think I'm going to have to rewatch BMO because, like, the hype was so real for BMO. It's like, this is our first new Adventure Time in two years, but standing where I'm at right now, I think it's the weakest of the four. Yeah, so, like, the thing that I think about BMO is it's nothing flashy, but it was exactly what we needed to go back into Adventure Time. We didn't want something to be like we're completely changing the identity of the show we just wanted you know kind of a return to form like a silly kind of weird locales fun adventure you know young kids saving the day type story and that's what we got with BMO it didn't have the same emotional depth as the others um but it did everything it wanted perfectly but yeah. this episode I think it tried for something a little more emotional and I don't think they quite reached it Well, I mean, I think it's fair and in character for Peppermint Butler to be this, like, mean helicopter parent to himself. But also, like, I didn't love Pep, but it's it's unfortunate that this is going to be, like, my most recent. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing for me is, sure, the thing about Peppermint Butler was he was always really nice and polite on the surface. And the darkness was just simmering beneath. And that dichotomy is what I think made him so compelling and interesting. Whereas this episode, and it's unclear whether it's just because this wasn't actually him, but just a specific version of him that he got through this curse, but he just came across as a massive jerk. Yeah. And that wasn't, I don't think, as subtle. Like, they were trying to do the story about simultaneously, I guess, parental expectations and well as well as, like, imposter syndrome and the pressures you can put on yourself. Um, but neither of them quite felt authentic to me because it was overly intense and exaggerated. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's how I feel as well. And at the, similarly, um, I think regular, they overshot and made regular current pep too mean as well. Right, like, you know, it's sort of a trope where, like, the nice, sunny character befriends the surly character, but I feel like it was a weak redemption for Peppa, or Pep Peppermint's um, treatment of Kadebra, you know, at the end. Like, yeah, he learned and grew a little bit, but at the end of the day, like, did he apologize for being a jerk? I don't think so. No, and there, so there's a really specific set of plot beats that happen for this type of story, which is 
nice character and mean character get put together. Nice character keeps being nice. Mean character keeps being mean until eventually something happens. And the mean character finally stands up for, you know, the nice one. Like, Wicked is an obvious example if we want to keep the wizard school kind of setting. And the two of them finally get along before something causes the two to, you know, the, the mean character to act out in previous ways. And yes, it's kind of tropey. And yes, it's kind of formulaic. But I think you have to follow the formula. Because as it was, it was Pep Butt is mean the entire episode. Then he gets captured for being a dark wizard, and Deb is like, what? How could Peppermint Butler ever be... No, he's good! And then it's like, actually, he's evil, and that, and Peppermint, and he's the dark wizard Peppermint Butler, and Katabra's like, so betrayed! How could he be evil? I'm like, not my friend! I'm like, he hasn't been your friend this entire episode! What are you talking about? Yeah, like, she calls him, not maybe not a cinnamon roll, but that's, you know, basically what she says, like, Peppermint's so sweet, and that little guy, or something like that, and it's like, the same guy that's been a jerk to you the whole time? Yeah, like, she was so nice that I was rooting, A, it was a little unbelievable, and B, I was rooting for her to kind of ditch Peppermint Butler and stop hanging around with this bully, you know? Yeah, like... stand up for herself and then peppermint butler can come around and make amends you know exactly but but that never happens and then peppermint butler turns into this big monster which also i thought was kind of disappointing as like an ultimate mage design that was more of like a rampaging hulk creature not a as expecting for ultimate dark wizard something a little more lichy i guess yeah, so I, I thought that monster design was unimpressive. And then, you know, we do the similar Deb fights evil Peppermint Butler and tells him to fight for the inside. And he was like, oh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it all just felt a little perfunctory. Like, this is how it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. We didn't need to put in the legwork to convince you of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The plot was, I mean, honestly, I think of the four... Um of the four distant lands, this was my favorite world because like I said, it was just so detailed and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like some of the turns of phrase was really, were really incredible. Like I like the script, but um, so I'm not like disappointed in this episode overall, but I am disappointed in the plot. I mean, I am disappointed. I love all the background details and this is something that's going to be a lot of fun to like reblog GIF sets of and to poke over like, oh, this world building suggests this. But at the end of the day, I'm a person who loves character focus, who loves those emotional beats. So that's what I wanted out of this episode. I thought there was so much you could do with Peppermint Butler struggling with his, you know, his idea identity and who he wants to be. And uh, it just didn't hit any of the notes I really was hoping for from this episode. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, but I still want to say some of my favorite moments. Um, yeah, absolutely. That first song slaps so hard when Peppa's on the bus. Oh, uh, I love that. That's got, like, a, I don't know. It, it was very early 2000s school movie, and I mean that in the best way. It, w- it was aiming for some, for a tone, and it hit it perfectly. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up on Spotify. It's, it's awesome. Um, that said, I thought the second song, Wizard City kind of didn't quite hit the mark either. Well, I mean, it's Con Wizard. It's not I know it's Con Wizard. I know it's Con Wizard, and I know that's part of the joke, but you can have a joke, pathetic song that's still kind of, you know, maybe it's just because I'm coming off of Central World, where every song, even the kind of silly, stupid ones about Varts, kind of still slaps. 
Yeah, that's fair. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but go on. I don't mean to keep being like, but I disliked X. How dare you take advantage of my childlike sense of wonder? It's very good. <laughs> and then when the cops are like, dark magic is bad. We Do you know this? And the three kids are nodding and Pep Butt has to like look at them before nodding. Um, you see, I've been thinking this over and I think so much of this has just got to come out of what it has, what it's like to have Princess Bubblegum as your mom. Because A, we know Princess Bubblegum thinks magic is just another section of, you know, natural sciences. And B, we know that PB, for her many strengths, I'd say ethical scientific rigor is not one of them. (laughs) So, I don't know. I I thought it made a lot of sense that he would not have any context for that. (laughs) I love all his little cleaning habits. That was really cute. Abraka Daniel has a fanny pack with a lightning bolt on it. (laughs) Can we just say, Abraka Daniel... Not doing too hot in this ep, is he? I mean, I don't know. He seems to be on brand and he's got a good job. Uh, Does no he have one... a good job? <laughs> the staff at the school does not seem to be non-murdery, which is my baseline for a decent workplace. Oh yeah, this is the most murder-filled episode of Adventure Time of all time. Oh, it absolutely is. I- I- and I also just mean, like, this guy kept oversharing with his like 12 year old niece he needs to get some friends his own age (laughs) do you think he could reconnect with simon maybe i think that would be cute that would be cute maybe they could date yeah i just thought the play date episodes we got with him and ice king were really cute i wonder yeah i wonder if simon and life-giving magis are still friends i hope so i hope Uh, so okay so potable wizard hilarious the sarah noticed that potable wizard yes Was He's he a the water bottle? Uh, potable wizard is the guy in the co- in brew the coffee shop which by the way brew is hilarious play on words and Wait, oh i just got that yeah i know oh, it man. it was definitely the second watch through that i got that and he's also one of the dark wizards that gets murdered <laughs> by pepper teppy pepper McTeppy. i've got to say why did the evil cults never think hey maybe the dark god we're worshiping is going to kill us because it happens 90% of the time, and it feels like, come on, guys. You keep falling for it. Uh, Dr. Caledonia seemed to be kind of into it, though, I gotta say. Okay, yeah, but to a weird extent. I really like uh, do- uh, Dr. Caledonia's, even if she is evil, and even if I noticed that she was going to be evil, like, a full 15 minutes before the reveal. <laughs> she, she's voiced by Tox Alagundoye. Do you want to guess who she voices in Steven Universe? Tox. Because the voice was really ringing me as familiar. She's in several. She's got, she's got several voice credits, but the one most relevant to us is Steven, of course. Nanefwa. Nanefwa. Oh, jeez. Okay, cool. Huh, um, it's a very different performance, though. Yeah. Uh, Almost like they're very different characters. Uh, Bufo is Bill Hader in this episode, which is great. I don't think Bill Mm -hmm. Hader plays him in other episodes. Bufo's in quite a few episodes in general. Yeah, I feel like when we were uh, watching the Wizard episode in season one, none of us realized how many times he was going to come back. Yeah. Tom Kenny is Birdzard. We knew Tom Kenny was going to voice something. Something. And then... Blaine is is Bex Taylor Klaus, who is a non-binary actor. They were also, I know, they were also Pidge in Voltron, another non-binary character. And obviously Blaine is a non-binary character, so that's awesome. Just casual little 
because I, I had noticed that they were wearing a skirt in the one scene, and I was like, that's interesting. I wonder if this character is non-binary. And then later, Caldonius literally says, they'll be fine. So I was like, that's super cool. Love that. Yeah, I hadn't picked it up in the episode because, you know, that type of thing is quite subtle. But I did see on, uh, you know, the Tumblr account, I think, uh, King of Ooh, which is the official Adventure Time account, they had, like, you know, the various character model sheets where they kind of put the initial character ideas and it is very clear that they're non-binary and I was like that's really rad yeah you know I still want more I still think Adventure Time could do more moving forward assuming you know it gets more stuff um because you know more non-binary rep is always nice Cadebra gave me big non-binary vibes I mean obviously a headcanon but uh she was like you know wearing her suits and stuff I I thought she she's, looks so cute in that suit. Ah, I love that little magic suit. Yeah, she's cute. Um, she's very. I love her hair animation. Like it's so simple, but it's so dynamic. It is, and it gets real floofy. She has a real case of uh, bedhead. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, by the way, is Wizards a joke on Hogwarts? No, I think it's a joke on Cal Arts. Oh, oh, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which raises questions about what type of emotion they were trying to, you know, if this was a bunch of CalArts alumni, or arguably non-CalArts alumni, I feel like they were maybe getting something out from all these very mean depictions of the teachers. <laughs> For folks who might not know, CalArts is one of the biggest animation schools uh, in the world, question mark? I think so, yeah. I mean, at least for Western animation, it's probably the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know enough so. about anime to like make to know what what's happening in Japan and Korea and stuff. Yeah, so poking fun at, at either themselves or their colleagues with that. This was my favorite turn of phrase in the in the episode. It's so good when it's like the dark magic raised egg thing. It goes, <laughs> "I am the nutritious shadow that looms over your breakfast." And then before it explodes, it goes, I've grown too large for the souffle you call space time. And then that explosion <laughs> has some really good alternate universe Eldritch animation. Beautiful. Yeah, that's very good. On a more serious, I really like the idea that, like, if it comes to transmutation magic, an egg is, like, something really easy to transform. I think that's a really cool bit of, like, magical lore world building. Yeah, it was cool. Because it's, yeah, that was very cool. There's a... Uh... Uh, one bit of linguistics biz that I noticed, which was Spader says, uh, what's the matter? Are you going to blorf when Peppermint Butler's like trying to not have Peppermint Butler Sr. come out of his mouth? And I think it's, you know, it's one of those words that like you immediately know what it means, even if you've never heard it before. Right. It's very onomatopoeic. Yes. Agreed. Can I say something I appreciated? What? How gay Blaine and Peppermint Butler were for Spader, both of them. I know. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> so hard. I, I think, I wonder if, like, honestly, part of the reason Kadabra was a female character, female, you know, as far as we know, because they, they there's no romantic tension because Peppermint Beller's so gay. <laughs> He's so gay, which I really, I think a lot of the fandom has been hitting him as gay for a while, mostly because, I mean, his best friend's death, who was a dude, he... That one suitor episode, oh man, that he came off gay there. I don't know. I really like that they, they ran with that. They could have just ignored it, but they, they leaned into it. And it's very cute. Little Dude returned. Little Dude, yeah. Finn's hat. 
Little Dude and, I guess, Dimension Wizard are best friends now. Uh-huh, and life-giving Magi. He seems to have gotten over some stuff and got a job, so I'm glad for that. Bufo's Tower has two little triangle roofs, which I thought was a cute little detail, since Bufo wears two hats. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, arguably he wears, like, 15 hats. Oh, that's true. So, one thing I noticed is in one of the classes, the tarot, or... I don't think it was the tarot card class, but uh, Deb was using some tarot cards. And we see the Ten of Swords with Mm -hmm. a very pronounced butt, because of course. (laughs) So obviously Adventure Time is familiar with using tarot card meetings in their stuff, most notably the entirety of Stake. So I looked up what this Ten of Swords means. According to Wikipedia, it represents destruction, being pinned down by a multitude of things or situation. The person lying on the ground, defeated and bleeding, may also represent a feeling of hopelessness and being trapped by emotions or mental anguish, since swords represent strife in the mind. Hmm. I mean, that tracks for Peppermint. Yeah. It sure does. So I thought that was cool. I always like little details like that. The rain animation is very cool. All the animation in this was very cool. That's true. So beautiful and rich. It's really cool how animated shows can just get better and better and better the longer they go on. It really is. Like, compare this to the episode Wizard. Like, the animation is leagues ahead now. The original one, obviously, the animators were putting a lot of effort in, and I don't want, but just like budget and time and all of that have really just done wonders i think yeah dr caledonius is doing her miss frizzle tour through the the school she stops to show one of our most ancient wizard forebears and it was a mammoth wizard i know that was fun i want mammoth wizards now is is that like pre like from the original age not original but from the last age of magic like with i would assume so Yeah. yeah like or maybe not, I mean, if we're being scientific of it, obviously, um, Evergreen was during the period of dinosaurs and mammoths evolved way after that. Uh, so you could say, okay, maybe there was another age of magic during the most recent Ice Age, but also this is Adventure Time, so I wouldn't get hung up. <laughs> <laughs> I like the line, Spader loves magic and hates metaphors. Yes, that was very good. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> I really liked uh, when Abracadabra was like, I'm always here for you, Deb. And then they're announcing, Dark Wizard! And he screams and runs back inside. I really like how quickly Pep goes from, I'm going to frame Bufo to wait, to wait, did Bufo actually kill Spader? <laughs> the snail in that scene was funny. To it was see. nice to see the snail yeah. again. But yeah, that's uh, actually pretty dark. <laughs> the kid's flat up dead. He was a jerk, but he's dead, you know? I know. Again, there's so much murder. Bufo, like, explosion with, like, the eye coming out was horrifying. And then the most horrifying to me was Brain Wizard when he got, like, blasted and all his whatever those are called got, like, roped behind him. Like, Listen, if you're working at a wizard school, you're going to die in painful ways. You know what? This school needs Rid Cully from Discworld in charge of it. <laughs> he knows how to keep wizards preoccupied so he can dull their murderous urges, and I think the school really needs that. <laughs> oh, and don't forget 
all of the little tadpoles from Poofa wanted to suck Kadebra up using a boba straw? Good lord, this episode is dark. Yeah, geez. <laughs> and I mean, considering, you know, Obsidian was about Marceline facing, coming to terms with her mother's death from nuclear radiation, that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> so, crazy first week, right? Yeah. They have, like, the pictures of the four dead. They were murderers and tried to kill. Like, they killed a single student and tried to kill at least two more. Yeah. Uh, and then the ending. I can't wait to see Spader now that I have eyes again. Where is he? <laughs> God. I mean, it was cute that uh, Deb and Pep worked together to bring him back. Because clearly none of the staff are going to do it. <laughs> The teachers at the school suck. Yeah, seriously. So yeah, that was Wizard City. We were really in the thick of it. Hopefully not the last we'll see of Distant Lands. Yeah, which is maybe a good place to have a little discussion. If there is more Distant Lands, um, what would you like to see? I'd like to see, it doesn't have to be directly about him, but I'd like to see Finn as an adult adventurer. Okay. I'd like to see... Huntress Wizard again. That uh, would be very cool. She's yes. awesome. Maybe even Canyon, who I feel like, you know. Oh, yeah. She kind of, I don't know. She was always really cool, but we didn't get to see much of her. Yeah, exactly. What about you? What do you want to see in future episodes? Well, if you'd asked me like a month ago, I would have said Simon or Fiona and Cake, but it turns out that they're getting a twofer and we're getting <laughs> an entire 10 episode series of that. So, you know. I mean, I wouldn't say no to it, but it's probably a little unnecessary, all things considered. Maybe something to do with Jake's kids? Oh, Ron? yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I would even enjoy, like, a Grables style episode. I doubt we'll get a Grables. That seems like that could really fly. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I Those were mean... always controversial, and 40 minutes of Grables might be too much. Yeah, I don't mean a literal Grables. I mean just that style where, like, it's little vignettes from their life rather than, like, full plot full arc type of things that would make sense uh speaking of which something to do i guess this is kind of tied into it like the rise of the pup kingdom oh yeah yeah because we know from a lot of second tier canon what went on with like who whose kid is it i believe it's um charlie's kid yes charlie's kid and he's like becomes immortal in this like evil overlord and he's the one killing all the pups and not killing the pups stealing their magic stealing their magic that's right so i think you could get something interesting there lady rainicorn you and i have speculated before about how she is maybe doing a whole bunch of cool night adventuring stuff in the background that we never see so that would be cool yeah yes. i mean i i want to see how peppermint butler became princess of the candy kingdom so something I was hoping we might get from this episode is how did Pep Butt get this smart and competent in the first place? Because as we know, Princess Bubblegum has always been really leery about granting her subjects this kind of autonomy and intelligence. And I just, I think it's really curious that he got to that place in the first place, you know? Yeah, I mean, that would be a cool, maybe not a full episode, but like show their origins together pb and pb <laughs> pb and pb yeah it was really tough for me to avoid just shortening to pb in this because even though i know the characters apparently start referring to him as pb pb is pb in my head and calling him pb would be too much 
So I don't know. Listeners, is there anything you would like to see from any extra Distant Land specials that may may end up coming? And what did you think of Wizard City? Did did you like it? Did you hate it? <laughs> did you have something in between like us? Let us know. Let us know. Thank you for joining KK and Laura the Humans on Come Along With Me. Email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three, and Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, and TikTok at Adventure Time Pod. We'd also really love it if you dropped us a review on iTunes. Uh, you can access that at bit.ly slash adventuretimepod for easy access. And come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. Oh,